Hello? Dude, did you see all the stuff that came out last weekend? Oh my god, season four is here, dude. Dire Chasm is finally here. There's so much new stuff that came out. They put all the stuff out. Did you see the stuff? Come on, man. Did you see it? Did you see all the new content that's coming out? Look, did they change the rule book? They did new boards? It's amazing. Hey, wait, have, did you see the stuff about primacy? What, what, the, what the heck is primacy? No, 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 no. We have to do an episode right now. A new episode right now. We got to release it. It's an emergency. Right now? Are you wearing, yeah, are you wearing pants? No, I just woke up. All right, nobody's going to see you anyway. Dude, hit record. The witch's cackle burns the eye that sees the danger you are in. Sometimes we're wrong. But we want to prove that we are right, so we begin. Watch out, there's a sword and it's coming for your neck. In this battle for salvation. In this battle for salvation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 33 of the Battle for Salvation Warhammer Underworlds podcast. I am Max Bernstein. I am Randall Slate. And it is an emergency that we do this right now. This is a hastily thrown together episode. We thought we had another week or so. We do not. We Everything came out this past weekend. So much content. Um, looks great. The uh, Warhammer Underworlds, the community page is just blowing up with uh, information. Uh, you can get the new rule book, all the stuff that's going to be in the core set. Um, there's some new videos for the new um, the new warbands. It's crazy stuff out there. Everybody, go take a look. Uh, and yeah, and so that's that. Um, big up to GW getting that stuff done. And let's see. So on the tournament thing, we there actually is one tournament. It will be the first kind of biggish tournament of the new season is going to be the straight out of shade spire uh, webcam tournament uh this one will be on december 9th it's 19th rather december 19th is a saturday starts at 8 a.m eastern daylight time daylight time or standard time i don't know whatever whatever eight o'clock is in the morning right now on the east coast that's when it starts um yeah man man so much stuff. Um, another thing out there is that we were actually, uh, Randall and I were, were starting to do the, the groundwork for our next undies, uh, awards. And, uh, when all the stuff came out, so we, we thought we had a little bit more time on it, but we do not. Um, however, we did put the undies survey on, uh, the message board on, on, on Facebook. And, uh, you guys should go take a look at that. I'll probably post them a couple more times before we close the polls. Uh, but it is a People's Choice Award, so get in there and vote. There are um, some old favorite categories like uh, Best Overall Warband, like Best Looking Warband, Best Overall Fighter. Uh, there are some other things that, that we've seen before. Best Butt, which is like clearly the greatest thing I ever thought of in my entire life. Um, but there are also a couple of uh, new ones. Uh, there is the uh there is the uh the the filthiest combo award uh so you guys can take a look at that and then of course my favorite 
the best thing that Battle for Salvation was wrong about in 2020, Ward. And you can go over there and take a look. Uh, we've already had pretty good turnout. Uh, we're looking to see a little bit more, hoping to crack triple digits in uh, in, in, in participation. Uh, and yeah, so uh, go out there and take a look at it. Um, Randall, you ready to go? Oh my God, we got so much to talk. Well, actually, we, we, we're, we're going to cut it down to just a few things today and then uh, save some stuff for when we go over the, the, uh, the war bands that come with the core set. Um, so the first thing that came out that was really important was an updated FAR. Uh, so let's take a look at that first. Uh, Randall, you want to start us off with Prussian Blow yeah, becoming we have, Forsaken? We have a new Forsaken card. And this card hasn't been in the game for very long, but it's now on the Forsaken list. It's called Prescient Blow. And this is a card that came out in the Morgox Crushes set. And it is a upgrade. It's an attack action upgrade that basically has combo. And it says, uh, reaction during an attack action that targets this fighter before the attack roll. Make this action. And it's a one... It's a one range, one dice, fury for one damage combo attack. And and you might be sitting there saying, like, so what? Yeah. Well, what ended up happening was within the, the, the rules space, um, this would lead to a sort of an unbreakable loop if both fighters, if a fighter, if both fighters have prescient blow and then they attack each other, then it creates this unstoppable loop. It's like glitch in the matrix, um, yeah. Right, that sort of ends the game in a draw. And you were actually telling me <laughs> that um, some communities and some tournaments have already sort of soft banned this card because of that interaction. Yeah, yeah. I think it was banned in the last uh, straight out of Strayed Spire. I think it was banned in the last Vassal Clash, and I'm pretty sure it was banned also in the in the uh, the Masters Invitational that uh, John Wynn Reese was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and, and because of that thing, I mean, I would like, there's no way to resolve that issue. It's just like, okay, you're attacking me. Well, then I can attack you. Oh, you're attacking me. Well, then I can attack you. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you're attacking me. I can attack you. And it's just back and forth. It's just like that episode of like Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd, just making bigger and bigger and bigger, like guns pointing at each other. And it's like. And then it just like makes the, <laughs> it makes the television explode. Like that's basically what's going on with this card. So it's a good idea to get rid of it. They could have fixed the card by just eroding it and saying like you can only have one reaction to this or something like that. Like you could have put like a little piece of you know errata on it to like make it fine. Yeah, um, maybe I they will. I, I hope they do. Maybe I mean, they will. Th- I don't this, know. This I, card um, is not. I don't feel like, like really popular or really. That yeah, amazing, I don't feel like people but... were using it. Yeah, it's not it's not really that amazing, but you know, it's it's a cool thing. It's more stuff for combo and hopefully they just are able to fine tune it to take it off the restricted list cuz I mean, it's just a it's just kind of like an oversight on their point on their part. Mm-hmm. It's that you know, typically cards that are forsaken tend to be cards that are like you know, feels bad to play against or whatever or right. You know, you or like kind of break the game. Yeah. yeah. And the, yeah, All right. there's well, no reason they can't just errata it. Yeah, like, yeah for now, it's fine. Okay, so so good to see that one gone, at least for now. Um, yeah. And that's uh, the so only Forsaken one. That's the only new Forsaken one. Yeah. Uh, 
let's see. So restricteds. Um, we'll start with a uh, hidden purpose because we knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. We were talking about that. Uh, other people were talking about that. It makes a lot of sense. Hidden purpose is just temporary victory diet. You know, like it's instead of stand on three things after an activation for two, it's stand on two for one. And to be honest with you, it's, I found hidden purpose to be even easier because it has more wide appeal. You know, if you have, you know, a three model warband, um, like I did with the crushes for a little while, I'd never put in temporary victory. Um, but hidden purpose, like I can stand on two. That's easy. I can just push them with, you know, the Morgok push or just like maybe a card or something like that and, and, and pick up one nice little surge and, and, uh, and it's over. Um, it, it's a very powerful card. Yeah, the fact uh, so, that it's a surge, the fact that it can go into almost any warband and be good, and the fact that you can it, you can get it in like your opening hand with temporary victory and sort of have like the the Grimwatch Godman situation, yeah, on right in the beginning of the game that that never Ugh. feels good. Yeah, it's not good in a Molog deck. Oh yeah, you need you need two you need two people two well, fighters. Well, those guys and can't hold, hold objectives, objectives right. right. Unless you want to put the Stalaxwig on something and give it that upgrade that lets it hold objectives, but I can't imagine it's oh, that that's important. My new, that's, that's my new tech. There you go. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give it away. Yeah, don't give away um, my Stalaxwig so, so, tech. Stalaxwig <laughs> for the win. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so Hidden Purpose is uh, restricted, and we knew that. Um, it's, that's it, though. There's a lot of the restricted... For objectives. Yeah, yeah objectives. They all like rotated out. Yeah, a lot of the the restricted ones were yeah. from this from season two. Let's see, calculated risk is gone. Combo strike is gone. Opening gambit is gone. Um, what was it? Uh, warning shots gone. That was uh, that was uh, the the what do you call it? See, now I forgot the name best, of that damn pack again. Best accuracy what, card in the game. That's true. No, what was that pack again? Like I'm doing this for two year, two weeks in a row, two uh, episodes in a row. I'm forbidden, forgetting the name of that pack power or something. Uh, power unbound. There you go. That's it. Okay. So yeah, it was in there. Um, what else was in there? There was something else. There's sorcerer's flourish or something like that. Um, anyway, but oh, there yeah, was like a flourish. lot of those. Yeah, a lot of those restricted cards are just rotated out. So see ya. All right. So that's it. So most of the ones that have been uh, restricted are power uh, ones. Um, you want to take this next one? Well, the first power card that got restricted was the Amberbone Mace. And this is a, you know, the Amberbone weapons, they all have this clause where if when you make a attack, you discard it and then gain a unspent glory. Or, or a, a spent glory, I mean. I think it's spent glory. Yeah. Is it? I don't remember. And yeah, this sure. one in particular was very strong. It, it was a two dice on smashes with a reroll. On both. Like full yeah, reroll, yeah, full, full reroll, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you have to. It says if this attack action takes an enemy fighter out of action, you discard this card and gain one glory point. Sorry, it's not, it's not spent. That's a different. Ah. That's trophy belt. Yes, I believe. Um. So yeah, it's a, it's a. You can reroll any number of dice in the attack roll. So it just really powers up, you know, basically any fighter and makes them get like a super accurate hit in. That can potentially get you more glory. Yeah, this is similar I, I, to to how they did with the uh, 
the shade glass weapons. A lot of the shade glass weapons got restricted at the end of season I one. I think the hammer and the dagger, the dagger were and the both hammer, like yeah. really good. And yeah, because you'd get like a plus one on a crit or something like that. Well, the dagger so just had, had a chance. Of... Yeah, the dagger was a three dice on furies that gave you a, an extra damage if you got a crit, and it, so it went up to four damage, I believe. Yeah, so you can like one shot things. Yeah, yeah, it was mace, really strong. The mace was really strong too. Yeah. Yeah. So so back, this one. So this is this is really good. I think that this might be a reaction to like the Ambervone gets, mm-hmm. um, because they were kind of running amok. Um, I wonder. Um, I I'm not certain. I'm because the thing is like if they really thought that this was a strong card and like should be restricted, just be restricted. Then they might have also restricted the sword because the sword is also a really good card it's about as good as the amber bone mace it's three on smash you don't get re-rolls but it's still three on smash is really good yeah um very accurate yeah it could um, be that so they, it could be that they just wanted to like just tone it down a little yeah, bit well no you take one of them so that way if you're stacking like all the amber bone weapons you can't like you have to this pay is some sort of price for taking basically yeah the best one this is clearly jimmy molini's fault clearly i'm just I'm just gonna hang it out there. Mm-hmm. He did it. Just and uh, I think he did it. Yeah. Send him. Um, yeah. All your complaints. Exactly. Um. Okay. Uh. Next one. Daylight robbery. A little bit of a head scratcher. Well. Like I would throw daylight robbery if it was like I had I only had like nine gamuts and I'm like well what else do I throw in here? Mm-hmm. Daylight robbery. It's fun. So, like, I did it when I played the Gits a little bit. I did it when I played, um, oh, man, I was playing s- something else. Uh, I oh, oh, you know, I did it when I was playing Godsworn. Um, so, because, you know, just, like, to steal that glory and then put, you know, like, an upgrade on something, like, right away. It'd be great. So, um, so Daylight Robbery, uh, I can see a little bit why this might be difficult against, because the thing is, like, if you get it to work, Especially if you get it to work in the first round, it's a big swing. If you can get it to work at the exact right moment, it, it, like just yeah. like if, if if the opponent has twenty glory and you have three, and you take one, it from doesn't them, It doesn't do anything. Right. The times but, when it's really powerful are when your opponent is about to like has one glory and they're about to put an upgrade on. You know that they're going to try to do that, mm-hmm. or if they have one of those new cards from Arena Mortis that. Uh, forces right. them to spend a glory to do a, mm-hmm. a certain action. Um, you know, like a, a vision of glory. Vision of glory. Yes, yes. If if you yeah. can like deny them that with a card, you know, you take your turn. The, the and mortis then relics. It's your power phase, and then you steal their glory. You know, before they can actually respond with a with a card. Yeah, it, it becomes really I, good. I've seen people use it with thorns. Mm-hmm. That's just insult to injury, right there. Um, but yeah, but, but the thing is, is that I think, I think that it is smart though, because it has kind of the same, it can have the same altering effect, like game altering effect is like rebound used to have. And, um, and they restricted that because that's a big, like, oh, I thought I I had this whole plan and then you done stole my glory and now my plan's shot. Exactly. And it's kind of the same as like, I was going to go and do this stuff, but then you hit me back with my own guys club in the face and now i can't my whole thing is shot so um so it's kind of a little bit of a feel bad card i don't think it's as bad as rebound i don't think it's as reviled as rebound but um 
Well, it's okay. more subtle than in how you. It's you a little use bit more it. subtle. Yeah. yeah. You need to use it at specific times to make it effective, whereas rebound is just like when you get attacked, you you do. Sure. It's 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 also it, it's more likely to go off because rebound is a two out of six, and uh, this is a three out of six. Right. Right. And so this uh, was a card that a, th- a throwback card to the original Iron Skulls boys is where this, yeah, this came out. Yeah. It was yeah. It's back been around in the for a long pack. time. Hmm. The gift pack was a mistake. Yeah. Yep. Mm, I mean, no. There's there's <laughs> some good stuff. There's some still some good cards in it, but I mean, they brought keys back, which was really important for certain people. But uh, you know, Jealous Defense is a great card. Guardian Glaive gets some play. Right. Anyway. Um. Anyway. Uh. Moving on. Let's go to uh, Gauntlet of Dominance. Uh, so this is one of the three Mortis Relics, and I was actually playing a Mortis Relic Molog, and it was really strong. I did a really good job in the Vassal Clash. I actually played four games in a row. All of them went to three games. <laughs> so I played... I played. I, I actually spent an entire Saturday playing 12 straight games of... Of of Shadespire, uh, or sorry, Underworlds, whatever. It's still Shadespire. Call it Shadespire. So, um, and I I I I have to say, I I actually beat Michael Carlin in a best of three Malog e Malog off. Oh, so that and I, it was a troll off. Yeah, and and it was like crazy because actually I should have won the first game, but like this odds on three smash trapped attack, like just whiffed. Yeah just whiffed like he was just hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna put my hands over my eyes you can't see what i'm doing because this is a radio but i have my hands over my eyes and i'm flailing my arm around right now and that's basically what that attack was and then i just had to like and and being down against carlin not where you want to be not where you want to be him playing monologue right and I'm down a game, and I was just like, "Oh man!" And but I pulled it out. I, I don't. I mean, it's it's all a blur. I don't really remember. Um. Anyway, so I, I went three and one in that tournament. But um, but I was using uh all the arena mortis relics. Uh, yeah, let's let's, so let's read the gauntlet of dominance. Let's read the gauntlet of dominance real quick. Gauntlet of dominance. It says if it. this fighter has two or more mortis relics. They get plus one damage to this fighter's range one and range two attack actions. And then it has a reaction. Delish. (laughs) Especially for Malag, yeah. I know, hold on, it gets better. Yeah, reaction is after this fighter's activation, spend one glory point. If you do, push one enemy fighter one hex. No range restriction or anything. And those are two separate clauses. So, like, the... Plus one if you have two relics is different. You can still do the the effective, you know, distraction thing even if you only have that one on it. So it's really powerful. Now the thing is, is that there's another one, the Gauntlet of uh, Command, and that's uh, same thing. Fighter, only yeah. it's push a friendly fighter, so it's sidestep, and then instead of plus one damage, it's plus one wounds, which is, by the way, just excellent on a seven already wound fighter and then there's the other one the crown of the dead and i was surprised that the crown of the dead wasn't the one that they restricted because it has the it has the draw engine in it and um and they have so many draw engines that are 
restricted, they have quick search and they have um, a frenzied search. We'll get the quick search in a second. Um, so I was surprised that they didn't restrict that one because I understand why they restricted one. There should be some sort of barrier to entry if you want to put these three really you know, heavy hitting things on a Molog or on a Hrothgorn. I saw some people trying to put them on Crack Marrow or whatever it is, or on, um, you know, Morgok. You know, th there's a lot of good, like, Arena's Mortis... Why do we keep calling it that? Mortis Relic caddies out there. You have to have one of these restricted. I'm just surprised that they did this one. I mean, you know, the, the distraction thing is really... It's really strong, but, I mean, there's also distraction. So, um... I, I don't know. I was just surprised that they didn't do Crown of the Dead. I thought that that would be the one. Yeah, and it's particularly powerful on on Malog, the the Gauntlet of Dominance, because it, it has to be after this fighter's activation, and he can activate twice in one round. Yeah, so yeah, or 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 more if I decide to like put a guard token on him first. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing is that if he bops somebody and kills them, now you have the glory to make the crown or the gauntlet or the other gauntlet go mm -hmm. so it's really strong on on him but there should be a barrier to entry and and i think that this is a good idea because you know if you're doing if you're doing malog you're probably doing bursts of speed and long strider which are gone mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter i'm going to stop my sentence right there all right moving um on. moving on um quick search quick search you got it so this one, we, we, you know, determined that this is, you know, basically almost as good as Frenzied Search, which is also restricted. Um, and it I says, mean, I, yeah. I think they're like six of, six of one half dozen of the other. I think right. they're both really good. So this good. one says, play, it's a, it's a gambit. It says, play this only if your warband holds one or more objectives, draw up to two power cards. So right. the, you know, obviously this is great for just milling through your deck and finding, you know, if you're looking for specific cards... You know, if your if your entire game plan revolves around drawing specific ploys or upgrades like the Mortis Relics or the the Tomes or something like that, having these draw cards um, is effective. And then also, it 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 does the to the end objective. The, it fuels the right. the objective to the end, which we've seen be very popular in the in the current meta. Drawing, yeah, drawing I mean, I deck. so Frenzied Search draws more cards out of your deck. Mm -hmm. But then you have to throw one away, which which I think is a like. I I don't feel like I've ever had an issue where if I had draw tech, I didn't get to the end. Right. Like I don't feel like I've ever had that problem. So I don't think it's like that big a deal if you draw three cards from a card rather. Sorry, it's sorry two cards rather than three. So I liked quick search because I also didn't have to throw a card away. I mean, I mean, you got to throw away quick search, but. You know, like you didn't have to throw away an additional card. So, um, so, so to me, I, I, I always liked quick, quick search better after it came out. Plus, it wasn't restricted, so I would just choose that one instead. Um, but now that they're both restricted, I don't know. I think, I think to the to the end, uh, synergy is like is hampered. Um, I don't think it's going to be as strong now, just because it's like eating up all of your all of your restricted slots. Yeah, we'll now. see what I mean, they what do with do? the... What are you going to do? Play on natural truce? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that has a little, that's on the hot man. list, that card. It's on the hot list now. I know, because these are, but only because these have been restricted, I think. <laughs> but, you know, the whole, you gotta... the whole to the end strategy, I think, is maybe they... 
maybe they regret it a little bit. You know, um, it's very, it's very, you know, non-interactive. The the, I guess like well, that plan. They actually did. They actually did an entire debate on the the chatting crit uh, podcast. If you guys uh, want to go and check that out about whether or not to the end is bad for the game. Yeah, I mean, it's just not interactive. You know, you can. Yeah. I, I think I think maybe either they regret it or they want it to be not as guaranteed. You know, they want it to be not as guaranteed that you're going to get it all the time by having it in your deck and then playing these cards that let you go through very yeah. quickly. And 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 it's like just drawing cards and having cards in your hand is inherently like that by itself is already really really strong. If you can get your cards out faster than your opponent. It, you're at a huge advantage. Then on top of that, you're going to score two glory at the end of the game. So it's like, I understand them trying to tone this down. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, you want to move on? Yep. Strength of Terror. Strength of Terror. This is a quarry-focused card. Yeah. I mean, it's really a plus-one dice-focused card. The quarry thing, I think, is a little incidental. Yeah, let me let me read the uh, card real quick. It's So, yeah, so Strength it. of Terror is a universal upgrade... This fighter is a quarry. If this fighter mm-hmm. is a quarry, plus one dice to this fighter's range one and two attack actions. Oh my god, so good on Morgwaith. Right. So, so good you know, on, on, on Molog. Yeah, so getting good. the plus one dice as a universal is already pretty good. Done. And the fact that I'm it, already in. Yeah, the fact that it makes you into a quarry, as as we've seen the game develop so far, there's not very many downsides to making your guy into a quarry. In fact, um, there are a couple of upsides if you have right, the right cards. There, in your yeah, there's definitely deck. more yeah. upsides than than downsides to making yourself a quarry, and this allows you to make you know, with with an upgrade, you're able to make a character into a quarry and play things like um, absolute stillness, you know, stuff like that. Right. It is ahead it is of the hunt. I think pretty effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing that, and it was uh, it was pretty good, but. Um, I think the plus one dice is the reason why it's an issue. I I don't think I think that that's strong. I don't know if it's restrictable strong, but what I wonder is, are they going to kind of ramp up the hunter quarry mechanic in the dire chasm season? And maybe they just like know something's coming out and they just want to make sure that it's like, right, right. You know, like maybe the whole quarry thing is going to be like plus the plus one dice like together. That's just a little too strong. So I wonder if they're like kind of like telegraphing something that's going to come up. But I don't know. We'll see. I I don't know if Strength of Terror, it's good. I think it's definitely a card you put in, but I don't think it's so strong that it needs to be restricted. I I wonder if there's something coming up. Yeah, because I definitely tried. I tried uh, playing my thorns with some of the quarry uh, cards in there. Like making my mm-hmm. own guys into quarry and then scoring objectives, and it, it was pretty good. It worked. I thought, yeah, scored mm-hmm. a lot of uh, scored a lot of points because you know they keep restricting uh, cards that are good with thorns. So I was trying out some different. Oh, well, we we'll get to and, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even before before today. By the uh, way, your little your little happy Christmas uh, video uh, that that you posted. Yeah. So beautiful. You like it. You love it. That was that was the that was really funny. <laughs> Just like I, I, the only thing is, I wish I had seen the waste paper basket a little bit more. It would have been a little bit funnier. Oh, if it like, was a drawer, like, not a garbage. Oh, it was a drawer. Yeah. Okay, that's, the, that's the drawer where I put all my <laughs> models that I don't play with anymore. Gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. It might have been a little like, I, yeah, I didn't know that. Might have been a little bit funnier if it was like a garbage can, but oh, okay. I gotcha. 
I gotcha. I'll Such a cheerful night. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, the next one. Toit defense. Toit. So toit. Toit. All right. Now, this uh, is a card that we put on our, you know, when we did the review of this, we said this was yeah. probably one of the better cards. And oh, look at that. It's on the restricted Oh, look. List. It's already restricted. So let me read the card here. This is an upgrade. It says reaction. After, after the declare attack action step, if this fighter was declared as the target of a range one or two attack action, give this fighter one guard token. Like Oprah, you get a guard token. You get a guard token. And you get a guard token. Just this guy gets a million guard tokens. So um, in, in Beastgrave, yeah. guard tokens yeah. are really strong. Yeah, they're, strong, they're stronger than they ever were anyway. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, getting one as a reaction is real strong, too. You know, uh, that reaction window. And, right. you know, being able to not be, you, you can't get pushed back. You know, we can't be driven back. Nope. By the attack that's coming in on you right away. So, and defense is so yeah. much better. Right. Yeah. And it's and it's there's a lot of it's it's very similar yeah. to the survival instincts card, which is which was restricted uh, a yeah, while ago. Not... So yep. you know you, you can't really circumvent that uh, restriction by putting this in, and you can't have both without eating up two of your uh, restricted slots. Right. Yeah, I, I think if they were gonna if if you're restricting. Uh, if you're restricting one of them, you might as well do both. Right, yeah. you have to have to do them both, basically. I just blanked on the name there yeah, for a second. Yeah, kind of like Longstrider and whatever the other right. one yeah, 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 right. yeah, they're, yeah. They're basically the same. you got to restrict both of them, because otherwise, you know, it's just kind of silly. Right. And then, of course, the, the, the last one that's on the uh, newly added to the list is the other card we said is really, really strong, which is Vision of Glory. Now, I just want you to know... That in my Molog deck was Gauntlet of Dominance, Quick Search, Strength of Terror. I should have had Tight Defense in it. I would have had a little bit more space because uh, he only has one. You know, he only has one defense die. So I I, I went with um, Substance Siphon instead because yeah. I just thought it would help in the end game. Um, tight Defense might have actually been better. Um, and then and then Vision of Glory, yeah, Vision so me, of Glory, which is go ahead read that let me one. Read it. So this is an upgrade. That says reaction after this activate after an activation, spend one glory point. If you do, remove one move token or one charge token from this fighter, then discard this upgrade. Could literally be anybody's activation. Doesn't yeah. matter. You can attack with the stalax squig and then take the thing off of Mawog. Well, it's a yeah, it's a pretty high um opportunity cost. You know, it, it it's essentially two glory that you have to hold yeah. in reserve to do this, but it is basically yeah, right. It's basically ready for action. At, you know, it's a little kind, kind, kind of, of yeah. It, it's like a double charge card, right? You're and when you're Malog, it's a yeah. triple charge card. Yeah. Oh my god! And it's just really, it's incredibly strong on on characters with good movement or good range and strong yep. attacks. Yep. And yeah, it, it just it makes sense that it, it makes sense that it's re yeah. restricted. Yeah, especially for, yeah, for aggro. So. Um, yeah, that's pretty oppressive. All right, so, so there's so everything we said was good. Armor. Everything we said was good from Arena Mortis. It's restricted. We were well, okay. We were right about something. That's good. So now we're batting what, like thirty percent? Sure. 
something. I don't know. All right. A um, couple factions, uh, faction restricted one, uh, ones, uh, faction specific restricteds. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about Morgox because I want to hear you cry about the thorns. Okay. Um, Morgox crushes. We have inert to pain. Um, I was playing against Valentin, who's the guy who um, who runs the uh, the Straight Edge Shadespire tournament. He was playing in it. He was playing crushes, and I'm sitting there with Malag. Oh, and first of all, my dice, Randall. I was reading this um, this magazine uh, article, uh, National Geographic, about um, this. Uh, this Antarctic expedition. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Where they, they went down to Antarctica and they started drilling ice cores, mm-hmm. you know, to go and see, you know, in, in, you know, prehistoric times, what was the atmosphere like? What was, uh, you know, the, the, you know, carbon levels and like nitrogen levels. And they, you can check all the stuff out. So what they did was, was really interesting um, because they had this big picture in the national geographic. It was like a fold out. And it was one of the ice cores that they drilled out of the Antarctic ice. And I was like going through it and I noticed something, Randall. Do you know what I found in that ice core? What was it? My dice. Oh, so they were yeah. extra cold. They were extra cold. And, um, and so when I brought them, it was like I just took them out of the ice core. Ten- tens of thousands of years old. They've been in there. And then um, I took him to that uh, to that game with Valentin. Um, anyway, so uh, it was really bad because we actually did the math on it. Like we actually like looked at it. And was like, "Hey, did you get anything this entire game?" And I'm like, "Nope." And he's like, "Well, what about like did did you defend out of everything?" He's like, "Yeah." It, it was an entire game where I failed absolutely everything, and he succeeded absolutely everything. It was amazing. It was just it was just like I couldn't even. It was like watching acrobats in the circus. You hate it was just like it. Wh- it was just like wow. Like I, at this point, I'm just I, I just I can't believe it happened. Did you tie like, the laces on your clown shoes and put your red? Nose I mean, on when you... you have no idea. It was terrible. <laughs> anyway, but it, it was made worse by the fact that Valentin played Inert to Pain. Yeah, let me read this... it real quick. Yeah, go ahead. It's a it's a specific upgrade for Morgox crushes. It's a uh, it says when this fighter is dealt damage, reduce that damage by one to a minimum of one, which is an effect we've seen a number of times in this game in the sure. past. Sure, um, it's but, like tough and tough and hide is like that, right? right and and yeah. Eldritch Ward is like that. Yep. And those were well, Eldritch Ward not so much because nobody's a wizard anymore, but um, but uh, nobody plays Curse Breakers. Well, and. Yeah. Uh, Right, it's it's a um, card, it's a card type that we've seen before, you know, right. exact same exact same text. However, when it's on certain on certain warbands, it becomes a problem. So when you have you know tough and hide or something like that, where you're putting it on a six wound fighter like Hrothgorn, or or in this case where you have three five wound fighters, the math gets all screwed up. Um, so yeah, uh. So I, I understand them doing that. It's a very strong card specifically with the crushes. Yeah, it makes the difference that, you know, if you would normally have needed, you know, two attacks to kill Orgok, now you need three. Or if you needed three yeah. attacks to kill him, now you need four. So May it's like, four, right. yeah, it, it really messes with your activation count a lot of the times. Right. Yeah, you only have 12 activations. That's like a lot of time and effort to kill one guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morgok has, has five health and... Yeah. That's it's, bad it's, news. It's tough to play against. So yeah, we'll see. Well, if this um, you can still 
use it. You just have to take a restricted slot. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Randall, tell me why you put your thorns away forever. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously that was a joke I felt like doing in the in the little video there. But um, Every joke restricted... has a little bit of truth in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So <laughs> they have restricted two more cards, faction cards, for the um, Thorns of the Briar Queen. Last time they put um, Sudden Appearance on there, which is prob probably their strongest card that they have. Um, just allows the any anyone to teleport anywhere. It's just it's just so amazing that they had to restrict that. I I wasn't too upset about that because I was aware of how strong that card was. I used it. Uh, and yeah, and you'll spend a restricted slot to keep that right, in your deck. Right, right. I mean, come on. And then the ones that they threw on recently were Treacherous Foe, and that is a surge objective that basically just says whenever you perform a reaction. You get one glory, and you and you score this surge card. And, and there that, are just yeah. some reactions like baked into the stuff you would put in anyway, right? right? right. Like potion of rage. You were saying what yeah. else? And maddening cackle, right? Just a lot cacked. of yeah, there's just there's just so many reactions in this game that it's it's just so easy to do. Um, yeah, it's it's basically a fr it's a free draw card and get a free glory, and you score it every single game. Oh yeah, I don't think I've it's, ever played I a mean, game where I haven't scored it. Yeah. I think, I mean, like, I would say it's a more effective card than, you know, like, Scrum or, uh, what, do, what do you call it? Or, um, Temporary Victory. Calculated Risk, because those require, like, positioning. Yeah. Whereas this one is just like, okay, well, I'm going to attack you anyway with my Potion of Rage, so I might as well score a Glory off of it. Mm -hmm. There's no negative to it at all. Yeah. And you can you can build your deck to have enough powerful reactions in it that you oh, know, yeah. you're almost never, you know, trying to. Well, I need to draw cards in order to get this reaction. It's it's not not a not a huge deal to do that. Right. And then the second one is Howling Vortex. Oh my god! I and, can't. Yeah, this is I, I'm so happy card. this is gone. Yeah, oh my gone. god! It's not gone. It's just restricted. So Howling right. Vortex is a gambit spell that requires one focus. To use and it says if the spell is cast push all enemy fighters up to one hex and the briar queen obviously starts as a as a level two wizard oh you my know, good un, gracious uninspired. so you know what very, very high you should to have go to up. spend you should have to spend something negative to get that mm -hmm. like the, exactly there's a high chance it goes off i think it's like a 75 percent chance that it goes off if you're rolling two dice with the briar queen like if it happens a 75 percent chance to absolutely potato somebody's round yeah, it, it can. It, it, there's so many things it can do. You know, I've I've done it to move literally one guy off of an objective. Mm -hmm. I've done it to move somebody's entire team off an objective to screw with their dug in. I've done it to move all of their guys closer to mine so that I can get inspired. It, there, there's so many different creative ways to do it. It's such an open ended card. You know, it's a, it's a spell gambit that's easy to to pull off and doesn't have any cost other than. You have to have the Briar Queen on the table, which is not that big of a Not too difficult, usually. Yeah. So, um, question for you. If you play Briar Queen, do you still use all these three I, cards? I mean, you know, what? <laughs> like, I, like, obviously, I haven't tested this yet because it just came out. Right. But, it, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to find replacements for a lot of these. I don't know. I don't know what you would take instead, you know. I'll have to, I'll have to see. Maybe I'll – well – I was going to say you expand on the uh, making yourself a quarry, but that's restricted too, so I'm going to have to scrap that plan. I'm not really sure what you do now. Right. Well, maybe that's to the advantage of the game, actually, because Thorns were so strong for so long. 
Yeah. I think you could I think I'm, you could maybe get away with not having treacherous foe despite how good it is, you know, if you really needed some other restricted card to yeah. do something like maybe you want to still keep temporary victory, you can keep that, but you know, Howling Vortex is so is so good. great. It's so good. Sudden appearance. I'm never taking that out of my deck, you know. No, it, no you know, way. So, you know, I guess treacherous out of the 3, I'd say treacherous foe and Howling Vortex, maybe you you drop those for something else. Yeah. Um yeah. Okay. Well, so, yeah, um, I mean, the other you know, thorns definitely. Okay. I think they needed the adjustments. You know, a lot of people were. <laughs> it, it was. No, it was kind of warping no. the game. They've. They've. Oh they've my God. The thorns have been warping the game almost since they came out. You know, they. They. They're the pioneers of the stand-on objective strategy. You know, you you have to have something built into your deck to mess with people that are standing on objectives, and they do it. Yeah, they're, they're probably really the best strong. At it. Yeah. Out of a core box too. Right. I mean, geez, and they've been wreaking havoc for like two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other stuff that they talk about, and remember, this is all championship format stuff. So it's like if you're just playing a casual game, you can play whatever the hell you want. But uh, the championship formats like kind of what we care about the most. So um, there's that. Um, another thing is that rotation is definitely on because they say that you can only use uh, Beast Grave stuff, Arena Mortis, uh, Gift Pack. And Dire Chasm. So there's no mention of anything before that. So that stuff has clearly been rotated out. They've also rotated out a bunch of the boards. Uh, Randall, you never have to look at the Shard Pit again. Amazing. I'm so happy. So good. So so no more Thorns, but also no more Shard Pit. I guess it's a while. Well, yeah. And, 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 you know, I did pretty well in a lot of games where I use the shard pit with thorns and it's just, I, right. you, know, you never, that you never want <laughs> yeah, to see, that's you, never, good. you never want to sit down to play this game and then your opponent is playing thorns and they throw the, the diagonal three square shot, you know, shard pit on you. you. You might as well not even play sometimes depending on what your warband. 1000%. And uh, another thing is that like, so, so yeah, so all of those boards are gone. Uh, there's only the the two boards from the uh, the dire cat not dire cat from the beast grave core box, the one from the arena mortis and the two from the um, from the the dire chasm box, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but first, there's been a few interesting developments concerning the rulebook, Randall. Well, we have the the rulebook. We we've seen the the dire chasm rulebook is what you. Because it's they they posted it yeah, they, on the uh, it. right. They don't give us any like they don't give us any like advanced stuff because we're not cool enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and we curse well, too much. Cool I think enough. I'm a hundred percent not cool enough. Right, right. And that's not even I'm not even worried about that. And so me being um, friends so, with you, you know. I mean, you're the friend of the not cool guy. <laughs> so that's pretty bad so uh so the point is is that we see this stuff when you all see the stuff so um and then we just talk about it that's kind of the only difference i think mm-hmm. um so we 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 saw it it was up on the uh the warhammer community page and, and we took a look at it and i actually sat down and looked through it and um a couple of things that i noticed first of all is that the 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 rule book looks a lot nicer so um, they threw a couple things. In, they they threw a couple things into like into like text boxes more so than I've seen in the past. So like certain ideas are kind of covered in one of those boxes rather than like in the r- rule, like in the 
in the like normal text of the rule book. And I thought that that was a little interesting that they did that. Um, another thing that I noticed is that a lot of the stuff was put into bullet points rather than being in a big block of text. And um, I know just from, um, you know, just from like, like teaching that it's like, if you put stuff into bullet points, um, you know, people see directions a lot better that way because it's almost like a checklist um, instead of a big block of text that people tend to skim and miss stuff. So I think it was smart that they did that, um, which I like. Another thing is, is that they put a lot more pictures of the fighters in there. And um, I'm a little surprised at some of the fighters that they chose to put in there because the sepulchral guard gets a, gets a nod. And uh, also Gerzag. Yeah, well, yeah. But Gerzag is yeah. there with his two big, like, like one-handed axes and he's looking all buff and he's like, Rah! And he's like there in the dire chasm one. That is a th- those guys are throwbacks. So it was cool that they threw them in there. Well, if you um, have the art, you know, you might as well use it if you have the art. Yeah, yeah, no, but these look new. Like I don't think I ever saw these particular like versions of them before. Hmm. And it was cool. Um, so you, you guys will see it when 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 you open up the box. Um, so yeah. Um, so there was a lot of clean up wording. Um, a lot of stuff from that was put in the designer notes and the FAQs was included like what to do uh, in regarding when inspiration happens. Um, the surge limit uh, has actually been um, put into the rule book. So even in a casual game, you can only have three, uh, sorry, six surges in your objective deck that used to be, I think people are just used to that being a thing, but actually that was just in the tournament rules for a long time and uh and now it's in the rule book so six surge limit got to do it um all the stuff about lethal hexes um and like how they can't be moved in certain places you can't put them on other lethal hexes like on the tokens but it doesn't say anything about being on yeah, it says tokens it says tokens it doesn't say anything about being on the printed ones so i wonder if that requires an faq or if they mean that too um, I think some people are going to ask. It sounds hey, pretty I, deliberate when you say token. It's, unless, unless it sounds deliberate if you threw in token. Why right. did you say lethal hexes? Well, unless they've you know updated the glossary to have to to mean the printed on the board lethals all, or right. count as tokens. And or and, and the issue here, right? And the issue here is the mischievous spirits interaction because yeah, mischievous spirits, as far yeah. as I knew, you can move a feature token into a lethal, but it sounds like you can't do that now but you mm-hmm. can if it's printed but you can't if it's a token yeah we'll have to see more about when i don't when know we, maybe i'm reading it. it wrong i don't know it's that's what it seemed like to me uh they cleaned up the whole thing about rolling off for the boards and like when you roll off for the boards you choose who's player one rather than you choose who does boards it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's a small difference but it's important and a lot and, of that was um, because in it has, the the designer a lot of that was in the designer commentary that and now they've right. you know, actually printed it in the rule book which is very right because nice. it has a lot to do with uh do-overs like when people want to do mulligans when they want to throw away their hands it's like really important that was in the designer's commentary and now it's in the rule book so that's good um all right so as far as big deal things we saw that are a little that are different uh we see four big ones big absolute total changes um the first one is uh, uh concerning supports on the dice 
So it used to be this kind of weird interaction that I would have to explain to new players all the time. Because there would always be this kind of like, you know, especially when I was TOing events, it's like, okay, so like, so I'm like, all right, so here's how it goes. You got this guy here and you got this guy here, but this guy is is supported and this guy's supporting the supported guy. So that means that the supports didn't happen. And it's like, it's a little bit of a weird thing to say to somebody that, yeah, you have support and you have support. So neither of you have support. Like the logic there is not very consistent. So what they said instead now is that you just get an extra face of the die up to two for every supporting guy you have. And so does your opponent. So if you have a fighter attacking somebody else and they have a supporting fighter and you have a supporting fighter, both of you, you both get the single supports on the dice rather than them canceling out. It used to be neither of you got it on attacking and on defense. You right. It was always like how many more supports you have is Mm -hmm. what it was. Like if you have more supports, you get one. If you have two more supports, you get uh, the singles and the doubles. Now it's just however many you got up to two, you get any supports, no matter what it is. It's just cleaner. It's, I don't think it changes anything with the math, but that's, for somebody who does math more than me, I suppose. So, right. Like, it's it's weird with the math because, like, you know, they they get a, a boost to their defense, too. You know, right. obviously, it's like you're thinking, oh, well, I get support now, but it's like they get it as well. So yeah. we'll, we'll have to see how that um I don't know. We got to get Steven Van back on this. Yeah. And it um, might make cards that it, it might make cards that um, mention sure some supporting fighters. Mm-hmm. Be, yes, be more that's relevant. the other yeah. thing. Yeah, that's true. All right, so uh, so that's new, and so everybody just remember that supports don't cancel out anymore. You just how many do you have? How many do you have? That's how many extra faces yeah. of the die you get. Done. That's going to take a little a while easier. to to get used to, I think, for a lot of yeah, players who've been playing this for game a lot for of the old timey players. But yeah. like the people who are new to the game, it they're gonna ju- it's just gonna make so much more sense to them. And like I just feel like tos are not gonna have to deal with that anymore. Right? Yeah. Imagine if <laughs> I'm sure all the people out there that are listening that I've ever had to like. T- you know, to a tournament or whatever. Um, have yeah. this is like the number one question that that happens. You know, like, am I am I supported? It's, Do I get the support? You know, or it's up there, particularly with newer players. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so that supports. Yep. So then the next thing that we noticed um, is it has to do with board layout when you're placing the boards. Now, this wasn't in the rule book, however, it is in the organized play document which we thought was interesting. Um, in the in the rule book, it still has the same rule that says that when you place the boards, that there have to be three complete hexes. Um, when so you set for up a the max boards, offset. Yeah, yeah, if you want to do an offset. You have, but in the you know tournament packet, the tournament rules, it says four. And, and it seems cool. yeah, deliberate. Yeah. yeah. Right. And this this I like a lot because you know like we were talking about earlier with the 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 molten shard pit. Um, you know, when you do the the diagonal setup and you have it on three, it's it's so difficult to get in there, especially when there are all those lethal hexes in the way. It mm-hmm. it's it's kind of it just it doesn't feel right to me that like you can with the board placement that you can get such a huge advantage, depending on what warband you're playing and what your opponent's and warband is playing. Like just for it's yeah, it's, it's just like for a, just, for, just for winning a random off. roll in the beginning of the game. Yeah, so like yeah. Um, 
I'm, I'm happy with this change. And then this, the second significant thing about this is um, the board from the Arena Mortis pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but because I haven't I played with it really. Yeah, we, we haven't done um, it yet. Yeah. Yeah, but the there there was a board that we talked about last time that has. Uh, let me just pull it up here. Uh, it's the. Oh no, these are the new ones. Okay. Um, it basically has two like diagonal block hexes. Yeah, right in the and, middle. It, right in the middle of the board, and you're able to position the board in such a way that. There's 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 basically no way to to get around it, and you can besides hide like it. running besides, all the yeah, way into the board all the way around, around it, yeah. yeah. So right, this if you this, have it, three spaces for the max offset, exactly, yeah. So if you're right. if you're looking at the board, it's called it's called the shade curse layer, by the way. There you go. If there you place it um to where the block hexes, the diagonal block hexes are facing your opponent's board, and then you have the three completed hexes right there. You can sort of hide two of your fighters on the t- on the left side of that board behind that wall there, and it becomes extremely difficult for your opponent to get to that side of your board, the the left side of your board. And a lot of us were I've really concerned about that. Yeah, a lot of us were really concerned about that when we saw this board originally. It was it was very apparent right away. And now I'm concerned you... about it when people do it to me. Okay. And then yeah. uh, now, if 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 you have the four offset, then that means that there is a there is a lane you can you know go through right. to get to that other side. It's still yes, a little, it's still you know tight to get through there because you know you're you'll, you'll be like trapped up in in. The, it's a choke point. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's still a choke point, which is strong, but it's not like as oppressive as if you only had three. It's not like a fort. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I, I have a feeling that I, I'm going to agree with you. I have a feeling that's why they did that, and um, and that's cool. Um, I and I think it'll also breed more aggro play and more interaction, which I think is more positive in a tournament environment. You want to be throwing dice at each other, I think, um, and not so much just hiding away and going like, "Please don't hurt me." Um, I, I, you know, people people sometimes don't like that play style. I want I want to interact, you know. Yeah. Let's do some stuff. Come on. Um, so I like that. Um, another thing that we saw in there was something that we did intuitively, I think, um, involving reactions, um, but it didn't really ever have a name. And it seems as though they like made a name for it, which is when the game is on hold. So when there's a reaction, the game stops. You know, like like Zach Morris you know, stopping the TV show and Saved by the Bell so he can, like, talk to you for a minute about his stupid cockamamie plan. And then he goes back and he's like, time in. So it's kind of like a thing like that where uh, the game just kind of stops momentarily. You complete the reaction in the on-hold, you know, thing, and then it goes right back to where it was. And they were talking about how, like... Um, you know, if there's something that the opponent did that the reaction kind of makes impossible, that the, the, their thing kind of stops right there. So like, for instance, like maddening, cackling the, um, uh, Sepsimus in the middle of his scything attack. Like if he attacks, you know, three guys with a scything attack and he hits the, he misses the first chain rasp and then you maddening, maddening cackle him. 
he's no longer inspired, so he no longer has the scythe, so he can't make the last two attacks. He just stops. And uh, already gets, you know, if there's like a charge token involved, he gets that. So um, so it's interesting that there's like kind of like just this, they, they, they kind of, they kind of threw that into the rule book and made sure that it was there. Like if you get, you know, if your thing is on hold and something happens and now you can't continue, it's just done. You just stop. Yeah, this is good for, again, new, new players again. The reaction, yeah. they, they've, since the game came out, they've been trying to make react, reactions more clear to people. Mm-hmm. And they've they've gone through a lot of different iterations, and this one I think is is nice. Putting that terminology on hold um, is very easy for non shade uh, non war uh, underworlds veterans to understand. I think right, and it's just yeah, and you know the reaction window is still it's even tough for me sometimes to like. And I've been playing this game since like season one. It's like. I, I sometimes get lost in that in that you know sequencing, so it's good to have this. Yep. Yep. All right, Randall. All right, last one's one, yours. Big one. Yeah, this is a big one, uh, and this is something a lot of us have been talking about for a while in a lot of different podcasts and blogs and stuff like that. Um, they added a, a section into the rule book where if you are able to kill a one of your opponent's fighters that has six wounds or more you are awarded two glory points instead of one. It says and, an additional, right? Right. And one, yeah, an, addi- an additional um, glory for killing them. And this applies if the person, if the fighter started with a, you know, less than six health and then you put an upgrade on them that gives them more health. And so, for example, if you have Morgok, he starts with five, then you put great fortitude on him. Now he is worth two when he dies. Right. Kind of like a bounty. six wounds, yeah. <laughs> Right. So now you gotta have to be careful throwing those, you know, those plus one wound tokens on things, or or plus two. Not that there is any more plus twos, right? Because because uh, sudden growth is gone. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. But uh. But there you go. And I think that that's a. I really think that's a positive change to the game. To be honest with you, I mean, you know, if you think about it, you know, killing you can kill a, a chain rasp with a medium sized attack. You know, two dice to damage attack you can kill a chain rasp and get a glory if you tried to do that to Molog, you would have to hit Molog four times and they would have to all be successful in order to get seven down you know so it, it makes but and, and you would only get one glory for making that kill of course you'd win the game anyway because you killed Molog, but um but still uh so i think that it's a i think it's a big important change that kind of needed to be done I'm a little surprised that they stopped at six. I mean, maybe I don't know. Like maybe five would have even been better. Like anything above oh, four, oh, because oh, I feel okay. like, I feel like four damage is like your one shot maximum, typical maximum range. Like nobody really goes in being able to deliver five damage that often, yeah, unless you're like Moloch yeah, with an upgrade. Like so, I I feel like anything where you have to hit them twice to kill them, like on a typical like attack, like maybe should get an extra glory. Um, because because you're you're spending an extra activation to get it done, and you're also putting yourself in a bad situation, maybe to to get the initial attack on. Plus, they might not land. So there's like just like there should be more of a reward. So I'm a little surprised they didn't go all the way down to five, but um, but six is fine. I I, I think. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. Well, I think you know, 
we're going to have to play it's, with it's it. It's something. I'm yeah. glad they did it. Right. Yeah. This is something that a lot of us has have been asking for and something that intuitively makes sense, you know, when you've been playing the game for a little while. And we're going to have to see if it's actually that significant in in terms of the of the meta, right? If if you know, having that extra glory for getting killed is really going to swing games a lot. Um I'm not I'm not like 100% sure that it is cuz you know the thing like like you said with Molog, you know, if you're playing Gits or whatever and you somehow manage to to kill Molog, you're you're probably going to win that game, you know, depending on how right. how Does much the you extra get. glory yeah. matter in that case? Yeah, depending on how early same it happens too, yeah. Kind so, of the same we'll with Rothgorn. Like if you kill Rothgorn, you're in you're in the driver's seat. Like the extra glory is not really going to mean too much. Mm-hmm. Um but regardless, I'm I'm glad, but it's fairer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, so that's what we saw in the rule book. Another thing that's in the rule book is a layout of all the boards. And I wanted to talk about that real quick. Uh, there are two new double-sided boards. Um, the, the first board is called the Amber trap nest. This is the penitence throne that just got rotated out. So you still have Penitent Throne. It's just called Amber Trap Nest now, and it has a slightly different look to it. It has a couple of like peptic ulcers on it as the uh, you know as the lethal hexes. It still has that same like double block hex and all of the uh, all of the, uh, the 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 starting hexes are in the same spot. So you have one of those. Uh, there's one called the Hive of Sacrifice, which is just an open board. Um, a lot of the, uh, the starting hexes are kind of in the middle three rows with like kind of one on one edge and one edge with nothing might be good. If you're trying to have an open board with a little bit of distance, um, looks pretty good. Uh, there's one called the men of binding. And I actually had to look up what a men here was because I once looked up what an oubliette was. And so I decided to look up what a men here is and a men here is just a giant phallic-looking stone that was erected in the middle of a field that was popular with, like, medieval people in Western Europe. They just love to make big stones in the middle of a field. So that's what a menhir is. And if you look at this particular uh, thing, there are two block hexes. And that's it. Where the men here are. Yeah, I mean that's it. And then there's just um this one's kind of cool though because you have the two um the two block hexes like the 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 starting hexes are kind of like scattered around. Mm-hmm. Um so that's pretty cool. Uh so it's like if you want to be like a little bit of a looser formation. That's that one. And then of course there is the pool of fangs. This is the coolest looking one, I think. This is just the coolest looking one. It's got the best name. Mm-hmm. Pool of fangs, man. It's like a it's like a living puddle of goo. Right. With and there's and, like yeah. one lethal hex where the fangs are hanging out. Yep. Don't go in there. Yeah. It's the Sarlacc. Don't go in or, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like the Sarlacc, right? That's what we'll call it. We'll call it the Sarlacc. The Sarlacc pit. There you go. Which by the way, the Sarlacc pit. Oh, I can't spoiler alert that. Okay, no way. No, 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 no way. spoilers. No spoilers. Just, just, just watch the Mandalorian. Watch the Mandalorian. It's so okay. good. So good. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. I'm, I'm getting a Venmo from Disney. Cool. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. There we I go. get half. All right. So, what's that? I, I yeah. Okay. I got it. Okay. You get half of 
ten dollars. Yes, not even perfect. Thirteen cents. Okay. Um. Anyway, and that's a that's a good one too. Uh, it's got it's got a, a pretty wide spacing of the um of the of the starting axis. There's one little spot where I wouldn't we're in the corner where I wouldn't want to be uh, offset, but besides that, it looks pretty good. So yeah, um, yeah it's interesting. This yeah, board. It's, it's a lot. A lot of the they're all kind of clustered. There's there's four of them that are all kind of clustered around each other around that that lethal mm-hmm. hex. Not so, not as many lethals on these. Yeah, yeah. They're they're yeah. a little they're a little they less were, less busy. Right. I think they the they were really trying to avoid the the molten shard pit situation again. Yeah, maybe. All right. Um, but they're, they're looking cool guys. So, so you'll get a chance to play them and, and, uh, yeah. And they're very, all right. Very beast grave themed. Yes. My very, because um, the dire chasm okay. is like an area of the beast grave. Mountain. Sure. Oh yeah. It's a mountain. Beast grave is a mountain. I thought beast, beast oh, grave I thought is a was... living mountain in the realm of Gur. I thought it was like a cemetery. It's called Grave. Why wouldn't it be? No, it's a, it's the mountain. Well, why don't they call it like Beast Mountain? Because Splash Mountain was taken. <sighs> Too close? I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like if you're going to say Grave, it shouldn't be a mountain. It should be like a graveyard. The beasts die in the mountain and... uh from what I've heard, the the, the the dire chasm is an area of Beast Grave where the the amber has melted and it's Ooh. releasing all these like beasts <laughs> into the And then the world. you get Kinda Yeah, like and then Jurassic you get Park, the prehistoric like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like Jurassic Park. You then you get all the like the prehistoric uh, you know, blood trapped in the, the mosquitoes. Yeah. And then um, you know, and, and, and then you you know the T Rex eats the lawyer. The blood-sucking lawyer. Blood, the blood-sucking lawyer. He was the only guy who was into it. Well, that's what. Yeah, that's what they. What, now he's dead. All right. All right. Now Life we get some away. heavy hitting stuff next here. Heavy hitting, rather than just a five-minute riff on Jurassic Park. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. If that wasn't all enough, bang! They hit you. With these two things, primacy and hunger, uh, two new game mechanics. These are brand new game mechanics. Let's talk about hunger first, I think. <clears throat> because I think that hunger doesn't have a lot going for it yet. It seems to be very similar to like the hunter quarry thing, only it's not like a it's not like a tag that you have. Um, they are hunger counters. So you actually take the counters and put them on certain uh, fighters, depending on what goes on. And the counters and the the you know don't really have any sort of innate thing. It's not like if you get a counter, you get like a plus one something or whatever. Um, it's just that if you do have hunger counters, there are cards that interact with that. Um, we've seen a few so far. I don't know if there's enough of those cards to really tech into it yet, but we'll talk about that a little bit more, I think, in in later episodes about like cards that can do that and like which warbands might be good to have hunger, uh, uh, you know, tech in them. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, I don't really. I think this it, is going to come out more with the cards in the later 
expansions, they'll put out more, you know, universal cards that have to deal. But with I just the, hope they do. Yeah, I just hope the they hunger. do a little bit more with it. Yeah, you know. All right, but now there's one that looks like it might actually be relevant right away, and that is the primacy uh, mechanic. Okay, so this is how this works as far as I understand it. First of all, if you have cards in your deck, if you put cards in your deck that reference primacy, you have to tell your opponent before the dice roll. Mm -hmm. So you're saying like, oh, I have this particular warband and I have primacy cards. Yeah. Right. So you have to say that. And then you must produce um, the one primacy token. Yes. There's a primacy token. And then it becomes kind of like a king of the mountain situation almost. So um so it's a little apex predatory predatory, mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. Um so what happens is there are some situations if you have uh primacy cards in your in your in your deck you there's also a special card that gives you like all the rules um which is interesting because i think like x-wing did that too where it had like these special tokens and there would be like little cards that explain how the token works so it's similar to what they're doing here with um with with primacy so you get the token if uh one of three things happens it, one if you one-shot somebody, if you one-shot an opponent's fighter, so you kill a Chain Rasp, you get the Primacy token. You kill a Morgok on a Molog shot with plus one, mm -hmm. he's dead, you get the Primacy token. So that's one thing you can do. Morgok's a bad example. Let's say Thug. Now, if you kill Morgok, who's the leader, uh, you'll also get the Primacy counter. So anytime you kill a leader... And it doesn't have to be a one shot. It's just you killed their leader. You get the primacy token. There's another thing that you can do, which is stand on four objectives. Uh, after an activation, you'll get the primacy token. Now, if you have the primacy token and then your opponent does anything like that, they kill your leader. They one shot one of your guys. They're standing on four objectives. They take the counter from you and now they have it. So it's kind of like this kind of like, keep away. Uh, try to take it. And why would you want the primacy counter? Because at the end of the round, you exchange the primacy counter for a spent glory point, almost like it's, uh, you know, what is it, Cryptic Companion, right? It doesn't happen during the end phase. Also, it happens in that, like, slight pause between the end of the action phase and the end phase, just like it did with um, with, uh, with the uh, Cryptic Companion. Uh, really, really interesting. Randall, what do we think about this? I mean, we're we're gonna have to see more about how it plays out with the specific cards that reference having the primacy. Mm. And so if, far, there's only a couple. Yeah, if if it just to me, it seems like kind of like a. It, it could be interesting, like kind of playing this hot potato game, and you know, adding that layer of of risk reward to your your play style. We'll have to see Did we who, need yeah. it? And yeah, that that that's kind of my thing. Is like at first glance, it just seems um, a little like unnecessary to me. Needlessly we'll see, complicated. Yeah. We'll have to see how it plays out. But like, it, I feel like there are, there are better things you can do with the design of the game that like force people to interact with each other without having this this sort of gimmick. Yeah, that that yeah. that's yeah. my feel. Like I don't know, you know, it, this might be you know next year's things that battle for salvation was wrong about but um 
you know, just like first blush hot take, it just seems like needlessly complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are better ways. Yeah, I, I think that they should could have found a, a better way to to um, to try to incentivize aggro play, which is cool. I'm totally in for aggro play. Love aggro play. I've been playing aggro since, you know, you know, I was playing, you know, Magors in season one, Molog in season two, lots of stuff in season three, including Molog. Like there, I, I love, you know, I love playing with Thundrex. It's shooty. I love rolling dice. It's great. Fine. I don't need a primacy counter to like want to do that. Just, just put in good end phase scoring for aggro yeah, play and yeah. we're good. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just let the game sing it on its own tune. We don't have to like add something in. I, I mean, I don't know. It might be really cool. Like we have to see what cards come out in, in the, uh, you know, in the other ones, but just like, as it is just first blush. Uh, I don't really know what to think about that. I think there are ways that you can design like the fighters, the universal cards, the objectives, and the boards to encourage more interactive play rather than adding this extra little gimmick in there, in my opinion. Yeah. But we'll, you know. I, I mean, we will see. But uh, yeah, but my first interaction is uh, I don't really like it. All right, we'll see. Um, Last thing we want to talk about today, Randall, is talking about the new competitive formats. There are all these new competitive formats that are available. Oh, uh, let's see. I don't know what I did. Well, with the, Arena uh... Mortis is now a competitive format. Right. That's like an actual, yeah, competitive format. Mm-hmm. Um, they threw in, uh, so, so yeah, they, you can have like an Arena Mortis event. Maybe it'll be like a pre Grand Clash, like the day before kind of fun thing to do over beers or whatever. Um, or, uh, you know, maybe it'll be like a side tournament. I don't know if it's going to like take over as, you know, like championship format. Probably won't. Um, but it's Definitely. there and there are going to be events for it. Um, another one that they did was, uh, so they still have championship and they still have alliance where it's, um, you know, it's a team of two or three players, uh, depending on the event. Um, and everybody in the team can only, you can only have every card used once. So if I, like, for instance, if I use distraction, Randall was not be allowed to use distra- uh, distraction. Yeah. This, um, this has been so in there for a while though. It's been in there for a while, but. They did they increase the objectives to fifteen because it says fifteen now for relic, for relic. Did was it twelve before and now it's fifteen or has it always been fifteen? Because I never I mean, played I it. Think so it's always it's like, been twelve. Has it always been twelve and now they changed it to fifteen? That's weird. Yeah. So they added more objectives to relic. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure about that one. Why, why I don't it's actually like know. That. Well, I never played it, so it's like I, I I wasn't really keeping track of it. Um. So there's that. Um. But another one that they have is uh Vanguard. And this is interesting, and I kind of like this. Yeah, I like this. This is like g- perfect for um, for for newer players, especially who want you know want to keep the buy-in a little low. Uh, Vanguard is a championship-style tournament. The only added rule, as far as I could tell, is that you're only allowed to use current season cards. So right. whereas the standard championship is this season and the last season, so in this case it would be season four and season three, Vanguard, you can only use season four. Mm-hmm. That's it. And this, I think, you- is I think the, the primary focus around this format is for in-store games and events, it not, not necessarily conventions or 
big yeah, tournaments. Like intro events. I think this yeah. is for the the um the the GW store or the local game store will say, "Hey, come in, rip open the box of uh, Dire Chasm or whatever your favorite um, new warband is." You buy it in the store, you you rip it open, and then you play an event like that. Right. I don't think this is going to be a major competitive format. Um, this is this is to generate hype and get new players to play and have everyone I mean, be on I'm like the it. same playing field. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm mm-hmm. cool with that. Yeah. Um, so there's that. So if you're talking about conventions, I think, um, you know, Al- Alliance, it- Alliance and Championship are going to be the main formats, and I don't think that's going to change at all. Um, but. What? But it would be fine to have these other things at major. Well, first of all, there's no major events, right? Because you know, like Adepticon well, has been yeah, canceled that, again, that happen, and LVO yeah. has been canceled again. Hopefully, by Nova, we're like back in business. But I, I mean, like we'll see. But I, I remember, you know, seeing at Nova because Nova is the only like major, you know, event that I would go to. I, I would see like little events for other games, you know, like where you'd have like. You know, you'd have 40k, but right. you'd also have 30k, and you'd have narrative, and like I don't know what else is there. Well, the, you know? I think that what the point you're trying to make here is that you know the the alliance and the championship format will typically be multiple days, or will, they will have a cut to the second day. Right, and then the bigger like, ticket stuff, yeah, right, and more then, prestigious events. Exactly, and then things like Arena Mortis and Relic can be for if you go to the convention, but you can't commit to. Uh, going for two days to the you can't you you can't commit to playing in the the championship or alliance format for both days and you just want to because you're maybe yeah. you're playing some other game that's stupid right right because if you're not yeah. playing like underworlds i mean right like oh sure whatever <laughs> you're no, like I'm anyway but uh the, star yeah, wars armada or Star Wars Legion, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get we're gonna right. get flamed for that. It's <laughs> so uh, flamed. For but the yeah, I think the Arena Mortis and and Relic will be nice one day events, and then the Alliance and Championship will remain as the the most the popular events. competitive formats. Absolutely. Um, Where, and, and then Vanguard they, they... will be for in store um, events celebrating new releases. I think. Right. And, and and they have this whole list of like different like names for all of the stuff. If you're playing, you know, you know, a Grand Clash is still a Grand Clash. There's all the different formats have like new names. And I, I had them pulled up and then I lost them. But there's like they, they all have different names. They still have, you know, the skirmish format where you do like best of one. Uh, they still have the Vanguard format. They have like the t- the local tournaments. You know, they all. They, I just I don't have the names. Yeah, they but, broke but it They down. have like all yeah. these different versions. Yeah, they broke it down and they they just I think just putting an official name on a certain style of format helps a lot of people right. out because like if you're if you're going on you know Facebook or some forum saying like here's this event it's happening on you know March fourth or whatever and then you can just put in there championship it's format a, or whatever you don't have anybody right you know saying like you oh what what kind of format is this and can i bring this you say and it's, that it's and, a grand clash grand clashes are that format grand yeah. skirmish is a skirmish format right yeah so just in the name you know what format it is uh cool so that's a lot of the bulk stuff just surrounding the new um the new uh season release uh, when we get the core sets next week, 
sorry. Yeah, well, next week. Um, we're going to start playing around with the two new warbands. Um, and then we'll come back to you guys after we played them a little bit and, and come back with, uh, with our thoughts and, and do a couple episodes on that. And of course, uh, we want to remind you, please, please, please go and check out the survey for the undies um, and, and vote. Uh, people's choice kind type of word. Go in there and do that. Um, Randall, we got one more thing we got to do today, and that is the keys to salvation. And uh, I'm going to take this one this time, right? Yep. Key to salvation. Um, every time there is a new uh, season, I really recommend, you know, like starting fire, finding a nice blankie, warm blankie, um, uh, you know, maybe a nice cup of tea, some some um, some classical music on, on an old record player. And just cozy up next to the fire and read the goddamn rule book again. Because the rule book, it, it changed a lot. There was a lot of stuff that kind of like they cleaned up and there were some new things in there, of course. But, you know, it's like as a, as a person who plays this game, you know, sometimes you kind of get into these like kind of modes of thinking and modes of, you know, like approaching the game. And, and it might not actually say the thing. Like, how many times have you been playing a game and you're just like going like, oh, wait, is that how that works? Like, go read the rule book again. <laughs> Keep yourself apprised. So I, I really recommend just every time a new rule book comes out, read the thing from cover to cover. Uh, not the lore stuff, because that's stuff stupid. But everything what? else about the game. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't I thought it was mouth. a graveyard, man. I don't care. It's a mountain? Really? Like, what? Just call it a mountain. All right, anyway. So, Mount Beast. That would be cool. And I know what it is. Beast Mountain. That, that, that would have been great. Beast Grave. All right, anyway. But the point is, read the technical parts of it. Like, you know, just how things roll off and how things move and... You know, what line of sight means. These are all things that even, you know, even seasoned players, myself included, sometimes forget. And having that kind of reminder, make sure that the thing still says what you think it says. Um, and it'll make you a little bit more of a student of the game. And it'll, uh, it'll make you a little bit more clear. It'll also make it easier for you to, you know, TO events, which would be really helpful because you have to have a really strong grasp of what the rulebook says. And also get, you know, people into the game um to be able to show them how to play um it really is just a good idea and i i, I recommend it and you can look at all the pretty pictures lots of pretty pictures while eating crayons who's <laughs> eating crayons what does that have to do with anything if you can't read oh is that like is that a you can't read you eat yeah. a crayon thing i didn't know that all right um all right anyway <laughs> what okay i think we did it randall we definitely did all right, everybody. Uh, so just to remind you all, go and vote for the undies. Uh, go on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, subscribe, and you know whatever it is you do and follow, or whatever it is you do. Like us on Facebook. Uh, drop us a line. You know, say hey, what do you guys think about you know this thing? And we'll give you our decently well-informed opinions. Um, and uh, and survey. yeah, so. Take the survey. Take the survey. We're really good at like 
getting you to look at the butts of all of your little minis. Like that's kind of what we're, that's kind of our, our, that's kind of our, you know, that's kind of our right thing. there. So, Got it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, for battle for salvation podcast, I am Max Bernstein. I am Randall Slate. And we'll see you all next time.